Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, September 17th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller alongside the best haircut in the business blessing Addy Oye junior what's up greg i really dig that dream sweater thank you i, got I know we've said it before i'm pretty sure you've Why? worn it before but... I, mean, I really dig your haircut and i've said that before <laughs> but you Appreciate keep escalating it right where you had the good haircut before mm-hmm. then you started growing the hair out now you got a good haircut but left the hair growing out yes yeah no I, like i said before i'm trying i'm trying for a new thing and like I've been, I've liked the direction I've been going with curling my hair, but I knew it wouldn't come together until I got the fade. And so I finally got the fade, and I feel really good about it. Yeah. I feel really good about it. I think this is the future me. Bless two. Wow. Curl. Move the mic out of the way. Lean this head in. Let me see this up close and personal. All right. Oh, Almost spilled my water bottle. Hold on. Audio listeners, he's wearing a Los Santos shirt, a red bomber jacket, and he's got a hell of a haircut. Look at this thing. Look at this thing right here. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I like what you're doing. Thank now, you, you said you went to a new barber. Was there a fear? Was there a concern? Oh, yeah. What was going to happen? Oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. I So I have a barber named Paul who is amazing at his job. Uh, yeah. He charges a lot of money, but he's incredible at what he does. So I've kept going to him. The last week and a half, I've been trying to get in, in contact with Paul. And he's not been answering. <laughs> You've been trying to hail Paul. Paul is the guy we used to work above, right? Yeah, Paul is the, Paul is the dude that uh, all ran uh, interesting hours and just didn't seem to answer his phone all that often. Yeah, he, so like I've been calling him for a week straight, and I feel like I've been that like stalker ex where sure. I called him multiple times in one day. I called him like every single day through the week because he's the only barber that I knew, right? Like he was the only dude that I knew and I trusted with my hair. So I kept sure. calling him up, and he wouldn't answer his phone. I sent him an email, didn't answer. I even I, I even drove by his by his shop. Oh my God, bless! To, like see if he'd be <laughs> there. Do like the slow crawl, like shades did, on, like, looking over. Like I I drove by and like it looked like his place might have been open, but I couldn't tell just by driving by. And so I parked my car and tried to walk up, and the place was cold, closed. And, I, and so mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I can't get in contact contact with this guy. I've done everything. I left voicemails. He's not gone back to me. And so either he's ghosting me specifically because he's no. like, I'm tired of cutting this kid's hair because he won't bless. shampoo enough, or, it's or the COVID, the he's COVID. in trouble. Yeah. No, it's definitely not that. He like he was well known to like disappear. I've seen many people standing out there. He was well me. known to disappear. I, like legitimately, I've seen at least three people standing there that have been like, "Hey, is he here?" And I was like, I, "Man, I don't know. I, no. I just work up top." He did. He you was also it. the guy. I had, I had an appointment once with him, and he called, and he left me a voicemail that wasn't a "Hey, I'd like to move your appointment." It was "Hey, I'm moving your appointment to this time." <laughs> and I was like, "All right." I called him back. Like, it doesn't work. Like, I got to no. get a different one. But I hear now. You. I finally, after doing a lot of research, I found a barber that I was like, "Okay, he, they seem like they're good. They have good reviews. They seem to be. Uh, they seem to do good with fades." I'm gonna I'm gonna hit up this barber. And I went there. Obviously, he did a good job. But mid haircut, he was asking me questions. He was like, "So, like, you know, is this your first time here? Do you do you have another barber?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I used to go to Paul. Uh, this dude Paul who like has a shop all the way over here." And he was like, "Oh yeah, I know Paul. Actually, wanted to work out of his shop, but he was never available. Like, I couldn't get in contact yep. with the guy. Yep, yep, yep. Never called me back." And I was like, "Huh? Paul is just that dude that like you just can't get. In. Like, he's a ghost, basically, the ghost of barbers. The ghost of barbers." They call him. They did. It's like they call me leftover poppy. They call you leftover poppy. (laughs) They call him ghost of barbers, and they call this kind of funny games daily. Today we're going to talk about the fact that God of War is ending the Norse saga. We're going to talk about the review roundup for Lost Judgment, and we're going to talk about Mega Man's dog Rush being in Monster Hunter, along with a whole bunch more. Because this is kind of funny games daily. Each every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in with your questions, your comments, your concerns, everything under the daily video game sun to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. And of course, you can get a bevy of benefits for the other shows, the X-Cast, PS I Love You, XOXO, the Gamescast, and so much more, all on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can watch us record the show 
show with ads and all the other jazz and no post show over on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. If you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, you have a special job. Go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday uh, how Greg, s- somebody in chat mentions how cool is paul and paul is really cool, cool. Paul Paul's might be the cool. coolest barber i've ever had like, here's, here's what i like about paul is like when i got there for my haircuts when i'd go there he'd immediately give me the beer you know what i mean and he would be and i remember the first time he ever did it because again we worked underneath paul for a long time the first time he ever did he's like what beer do you want and i'm like what do you got and he and i was like oh i'll take a lagunitas and he's like oh of course i see you guys walking with crates of lagunitas all the time and this is back when cool greg would have to bring over the crates for mm. streaming or whatever i was like thank you very much and just then <laughs> just, <laughs> just for our alcoholism yeah. just for our alcohol we just drank a lot of beer sorry, just, for content my favorite, I miss the studio because I miss about 4.15 walking through to go to the bathroom on a show and Barrett and <laughs> Barrett's just drinking a beer at his desk and I'm like, ah, this is the office culture we've established. It's fine. God, I'm, I miss uh, casually drunk it's Barrett. Healthy. It's healthy. Uh, but then it was also that like uh, the the, the uh, one of the times that I went over there, it, you know, Paul doesn't do beards and like people would walk in all the time. I, I was there for most of this. of like, Hey, yeah. Uh, you, do you do do you do beard trims too? He's like, no, nah, we don't do. I don't do beards. I just do hair. He's like, all right, cool. And they leave. And there was one time where uh, he, I leaned back and he was uh, finishing my. Head, and he's like, you know what, dude? I just got to touch up your beard. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to insult you. I just got to level this all out. It's all screwed up. And I was like, thank you very much, Paul. And he's, he's awesome. But he, hard to nail down. Yeah. You know, the ghost that's, of that's barbers. The he's mysterious. Like he's again, he's the ghost of barbers. You know, he's like really. He's when he's there, he's amazing, and I love him. But he's just not there enough. We're here every day, though, just every weekday. Uh, housekeeping for you. Uh, if you, I saw somebody in the chat ask. Uh, of course, we're streaming a normal stuff today. Uh, after this, we're playing Emily's Away on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. But more importantly, at noon, THQ is doing one of their showcases, showcasing a bunch of different games. We will be live reacting to that on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. If any, any predictions? No. Not real. That's what I was going to say. If anything substantial <laughs> happens, I have no idea what's going to happen at this thing. It'll go up later on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, uh, like all of our other VODs. Do you have predictions? Oh, you're Googling THQ right now. You're I Googling to see what, what is so THQ that you can identify up. that. Yeah, I was, I, I was Googling THQ to see like what comes up first to see if there's anybody who's already talking about shit. Because what immediately comes to mind for me is Saints Row. They got to like drum up hype for that because they had the reveal at, at the not the Game Awards, the other Jeff Keighley thing, Opening Night Live. And yeah. they have between now and February to like really drum a pipe and it's a new saints row so that's gotta appear right we gotta see like we're gonna go ladies and gentlemen to vg247.com where uh sheriff said uh says thq nordic teases six new game reveals at tomorrow's showcase thq nordic is hyping up its next showcase event scheduled for tomorrow september 17th that's today the publisher is promising six new game announcements split among classic revivals sequels and brand new ips hosted by jeff Keeley. the show kicks off at noon pacific alongside the promised reveals thq nordic will also offer a first look at its recently announced Alex 2, an update to Expeditions Rome. Uh, we'll be able to follow along on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, but that's not all. THQ Nordic is also hosting a 10th anniversary Steam sale running September 16th through the 23rd with discounts on Desperados 3, Biomutant, Destroy All Humans, Kingdoms of Amalur, Re-Reckoning, and more. Over the same time period, you'll be able to claim two free games and keep them forever. Titan Quest Anniversary Edition, a remaster of the classic action RPG, and Jagged Alliance Gold Edition, a strategy RPG. During the sale, Desperados 3 will be available for free to play Steam. So what you'd expect, yeah, right. Destroy all humans, I believe, had a leak. Time splitters for, is getting a shout out from uh, F. Yeah, Rodriguez time, film in there. Time yeah, splitters yeah. for sure. I think I don't know if it's a shoe in, but I think there's a high chance that we see that today. Uh, Destroy all humans to remake or remaster. I think they, they had a funny name for it. I forget exactly what their what the thing is, but that's going to be there. I don't know. I mean, Saints Row. It, I, I feel like has to be there. Ladies and gentlemen, it's interesting, and I don't know what Repro, where we're going. You. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, who has entered the the live stream chat here is none other than the boss baby Barrett Courtney, and I am he is a big THQ fan. So I'm wondering if he is, he's here to talk about drinking beer at four o'clock at the old office, or to talk about THQ games. <laughs> both, Greggy, both. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking beer right now. No, nah, I was uh, I was just in the Greg, chat saying I, I, I used to drink like almost every See, day. No, I got I... an angry orchard in the fr- I have half an angry orchard in the fridge. <laughs> I'm playing Emily's away after this. I was already drinking, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, now I drink like maybe once every three or four weeks um have you lost a lot of weight no 
Yeah. I think I, I've made up with uh, for it with like a lot of stress eating. eating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and also like not going out as much. Um, I want to say for predictions of this, right? I, I think if Time Splitter shows up, I think that's like the the last thing or the one more thing, whatever you want, sure. whatever THQ does for the stream because we don't really have like a a precedent for it, right? You think that I would say if you're if for that, like what I like is opening with Saints Row, closing with Time Splitters. Now you say you don't have a precedent. This is one of the things that I've allowed myself not to get too hyped about for the stream. Are you going to bring up the, the fucking E3 presser? <laughs> yes, the E3 presser that was also THQ. That was for Embracer, I forget the exact. Right? Yeah, the Embracer. I forget what they had like a specific uh, new group that they started. The one that that frustrated the hell out of us when we were live reacting to it because if you remember that one was also collabed with Jeff Keighley. Like Jeff Keighley hosted segments of it, and it was all mm. developer interviews. They were all we, that had Coke. us all it was like Coke, right? Yes, Coke, Coke prime Coke, time, Coke prime time, prime time. That's what it is. Yeah, Coach prime prime time. We sat through that, and it was maybe the most terrible presser that we've ever sat through. Wait, how is that? Wait, uh, Coke was is related to THQ Nordic. I'm confused. Aren't they all you part of the Coke, Embracer group? Yeah, they're all oh, part of that maybe. same okay, Embracer group. Okay, okay. okay so okay. I kind of put them in the same basket of like they they're also having Jeff Keighley do this one as well, which uh, is making it sound. I, like I it's would that. I wouldn't compare Coke to whatever whatever T whatever the hell THQ Nordic is doing. Yeah, I would, I would say time splitters. Maybe if it shows up, the last thing on the ticket, I would say yeah. Since it's already been announced, uh, Saints Row probably like opening opening the show. Uh, blessing. Well, here's I'd where we get into. So uh, I'm sorry. Full stop. So this is where. And I, I love you guys, and and I'm talking to the audience right now. I, I obviously I love Barrett and Blessing, and you know mm-hmm. Kevin's my friend and my 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 boy. Kevin's always there for me. I love you, Kevin. What I'm saying is, I'm we're admitting the fact that I find the Embracer Group, Coke Media, and THQ Nordic incredibly fucking confusing. And yes. I realize you're listening to a podcast from a guy who is nearly 15 years in the games industry now. It has just been a shit show over there. I think we'll all admit with them buying a million different things. So what I'm now scratching my head and googling around is what umbrella is saints row under because this is clear oh, this is a good question this that's is a really THQ good nordic thq nordic is here coke media is here and then above them is the embracer group which of course also used to be thq nordic. yeah that's a good point <laughs> now when you THQ mentioned- nordic a b now we're talking about thq nordic the the silo and coke media the silo so, now I'm, so I'm my like, brain, my brain does the same exact same thing. Is like when we say THQ Nordic, I do think of the Embracer Group because they used to be called THQ Nordic, and so I immediately, when you say THQ, I immediately lump Saints Row in that. But you're right that THQ Nordic might not actually be Saints Row. That might be just like time. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. Because I'm, I'm looking over. That's where we're at. So now Deep Silver is a division of Coke Media. Coke Media. Yeah. Fuck me running. <laughs> so it's. God fucking damn it! It's Embracer Group, which used to be THQ Nordic AB. Then there is THQ Nordic. Then there is Coke Media. Underneath Coke Media is Deep Silver. That's how we're fucking doing it. God. Okay, so well, I need a whiteboard. So what do they have? I get, I, is it just okay, time so, splitters? So uh, time splitters. I think we like we get a logo treatment, if anything. Um, you know, maybe some Biomutant DLC for all of those weird Biomutant fans. I was out gonna there. say the same thing, yeah. Biomutant um, DLC. We, we know the Destroy All Humans 2 remake is coming, so that'll be exciting. I think we got to get more stuff out of this Nickelodeon fucking partnership that they've had for years, and all we've seen is Battle Ooh. for Bikini Bottom rehydrated. I'm gonna say, so I would say a, another remake, maybe another SpongeBob game, maybe like a. Uh, like a Nicktoons uh, uh, remake of one of the games where they all come together or something like that. Hear me out. Um, all right, I'm gonna say the, I'm gonna say these words. I throw these words out every now and then just because I like referencing it, deep cuts. Okay. Tack and the Power of Juju. No. Do we see a Tack revival? No. <laughs> Tack trilogy remastered. No, you I don't think. It, I, no, I don't think it has the. Tack doesn't have Bring the fucking tack. same level of SpongeBob SquarePants, dude. Like they're gonna hit on the actual Nickelodeon nostalgia. We might get like a fairly odd parent specific game. Uh, oh no, man! I think you're underrating Tack and the Power of Juju. Uh, all Not right. that Tack and the Power all of Juju right, is dude. the powerhouse of the IP of SpongeBob. All right, dude. They're but, gonna, like people they're gonna like play people like the, those games. Do you think? Do you think Destroy All Humans has more cachet than Tack and the Power of Juju? A hundred percent. No way. Oh, no way. Percent blessing. Absolutely not. Tack and the someone, Power of Juju has someone way put more cachet than Someone put humans. in the At chat a, the poll. In a, a poll. Tack? Tack and the Power of Juju had a Nickelodeon show. 
Uh, and it was originally a video game. I feel like if I feel like if you're bringing back Destroy All Humans and you're going into like the the backpack of okay, what random ass IP are people gonna have nostalgia for? And that like, what can we easily remaster in the same way that we remastered SpongeBob? Tack of the Power of Juju is in that lineup. The Tack franchise, not compared the to the rest of the Nickelodeon lineup, dude. Like they're gonna go, they're gonna go in other directions before they finally get to Tack. All right. What other directions do they have left? There's so many Nickelodeon games blessing that they could remaster and remake. I, I'm specifically under the battle for bikini. Good? I'm sure there's a handful of them that are like are decent enough that like you'd get the same treatment for Battle for Bikini Bottom. I want to know what Greg is researching right now. I'm just deep. I'm trying to make the family tree. <laughs> now, but then it's like, all right. So I got obviously, you know, once you get into Embracer Group here, right, aka formerly THQ Nordic. Hold on. A B. Then you got THQ Nordic and you've got Coke Media. And then underneath Coke Media, you have Deep Silver. And then I got Saints Row there, right? So we already know nothing's happening over there. But then it does get that thing of like, all right, so wait, under THQ Nordic, what's happening? But then when you go to THQ Nordic Wikipedia's and Google's, you get a lot of THQ Nordic ABs, aka the Embracer Group. So you have to drill into it a bit more. But I think I'm there. I think I've got it. And let me tell you, none of these games I would be excited for uh, Comanche, LX2, Gothic, The Guild 3. This is what I'm saying. And listen, I'm, I'm reading chat right now. And there's a lot of bad takes in chat. I'm going to be honest with you, chat. Chat usually I love you guys. But you guys are dead wrong right now. When we're talking about games to bring back from the PS2 era that are, like, that are using that Nickelodeon license, none of those games are good. Like SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom is in like a special like echelon of, oh, shit, this made it out the hood. This game is actually decent compared to the rest of these Nickelodeon games. Destroy um, Humans is another I one just, that is like... Blessing, I want to update with you uh, with this poll that I accidentally uh, misspelled. It's supposed to, be, to say which has more staying power and not which is more staying power. But the, the chat gets it. You are being currently destroyed with uh, 78% of the vote going to Destroy cool. All Humans. That still, do- that still doesn't disprove my argument that in the war chest, the quote-unquote war chest of IPs that THQ has that are aligned with Nickelodeon, Tacking the Power of Juju is next up. What other what other thing are they going to go to? Like in in that in that war chest. Blessing, I'm going to walk away for a couple minutes and then I'm going to slack Greg a list of games that they could uh going for the, None of those games will be as You're good talking as about Nickelodeon time. games specifically, right? Yeah, Nickelodeon yes. games specifically. So yeah, going a little bit further back, right, of things that have already come out but they own or whatever. It's Royal Humans, Darksiders, Kingdoms of Mom Lord, like we talked about Biomutant, SpongeBob, those Nickelodeon things out there. If they, I mean, here's the thing. Like, I'll sit there for the hour. This is probably going to be, and I swear to God, I swear to Jesus Christ and all the angels, THQ Nordic, if it's an hour and a half of fucking all these goddamn games. Over, oh, I swear to God. But if it's oh, an it's hour be. long, if it's an hour long, and at some point I get something new about a new Kingdoms of Amalur, I'll forgive it. I'll forgive it. It's no big deal. That's fair enough. So at noon, come watch that. <laughs> it's going to be bad. It's not going to be great. I'm I don't know if that application be... right now. I... Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot, a lot of people are, again, a lot of people in chat are saying that I'm wrong about attacking the power of Juju and are also asking what is attacking the power of Juju, which is a fair question. Nobody's given me a, an, an alternate solution to like what else they're going to bring back aside from tack. Everybody's just saying it's not tack. Nobody's given me an other option, which is telling me that you guys know you're wrong. You have no idea what other option they're going to bring back but tack. Remember, this is THQ, not known for greatness. And I'm also not, I'm also not saying that TAC is great. And I'm also not saying that TAC is what I want. I'm just saying TAC is what, the, what is up next in the Nickelodeon franchises. Honestly, it's probably mind. just going to be another SpongeBob game, if I'm going to be honest with you there. I mean, we can hear it. You know what? We can get fucking. Let's get serious about it, everybody. All right. It's Friday. Everybody knows when you get a Friday games daily with your friend Greg and Bless. It gets wild out here. We have fun. All right. At this point, Tim's too tired are, are to care we, and cancel still shows. housekeeping somehow. Yeah. Do you care? Chat, are you having fun? <laughs> I'm looking over at the chat. Tony Blue says no game is better than Tack. But no, Tony Blue, I want to know, are you having fun right now? All right? Invisible Man 44 episode. says kind of. All right, I'll take it. So they say, I'm, I'm on GameSpot's thing right now, where they're trying to make sense of this, right? There will be six new game announcements. One of those is presumably Destroy All Humans. Yes. Uh, re- witness the return of legendary franchises where the fans are waiting for decades to get their hands on a new installment, sequels to beloved games and new original IPs. We hope you are already kids, the publisher said. In addition to the six reveals, THQ Nordic will announce new information about uh, RPG, LX2, uh, and the Expeditions Rome. So then I want to go here, Blessing. Mm-hmm. Barrett. Mm. Barrett, crack a beer. Six, no. six things here. <laughs> What's happening? I can go grab my Angry Orchard. 
We can, are, have, we can don't have challenge me. Don't challenge me. I'll All do right? it right Guys, now. What's in my what's on my schedule? Hold on, let me look at my calendar. <laughs> I got nothing important going on after this. I do have to record some Blessing Show stuff. And so I might be, <laughs> the next episode of the Blessing Show might be interesting. But aside from that, I'm good. All right. Uh, Kevin, hold the thing while everybody gets beer. I'm, I'm not getting a beer. What's up, Kev? I think Kevin's away too. This is really scary. What's up, Chad? I'm looking at other uh, 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 Nick Barrett, tunes. Uh, Barrett, what's up? If I may. Hmm. <laughs> What was that? Why are you laughing? <laughs> oh, you didn't hear the beer? I cracked a beer. Oh, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, Kevin! Uh, are, were there any Nicktoons games that you fucked around with, Kevin, back in the no, back in the day? No, I played okay. good games. Ugh, I have a text from Tim says, "Can you call me when you have I like a job. second? Um, <sighs> blessing. I'm gonna go Nicktoons Unite, which was a fun party game back in the day that they could do before Tag and the Power of GG. The Legend okay. of Korra game was really Nobody fun. Wants- they could- was it really fun? Was it really yeah, fun? Cheers, bless. Cheers. I I don't know if it was really fun. It was fun enough, and definitely I think would come before Tack and the Power of Juju. I'm just naming off games that would come before Tack and the Power of Juju. Keep comes naming because right? like people in chat were saying like Fairly Odd Parents the video game, and I'm like who? No, no, no. Nobody's gonna play a Fairly, a fairly Odd Parents video game as a remake from a, from a PS2 game. You'd Sounds terrible. Are you surprised? So you say that, that but then the second they announced the Danny Phantom game, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Bless? Is it a remaster of a bad PS2 game? Because I'm ignoring it. (laughs) If it's a new Danny Phantom game, I'll check it out. But like, why why, why are they automatically all bad, Blessing? Because they're PS2 Nick. Barry, you're not going to sit here and act like those PS2 like licensed Nickelodeon games were good. Sounds like for SpongeBob. SpongeBob and Tack were like the two, and Tack was for like first video game, so that barely counts. Are we All sure right, about that? So we have we have six slots. The timeline there is a little hazy on Tack and the Power Juju. <laughs> Tack and Power Juju was a video game first. It was a video game franchise, and then way later on became a, a television show. We have six six slots. Six slots. The beer's mm. kicking in already. <laughs> uh, uh, witness the return of legendary franchises where the fans have been waiting decades to get their hands on a new installment, sequels to beloved games, and original IPs, new original IPs. Destroy all two humans too. Let's do it. It's in there. We already that's happening, yes. right? The leaked. It was leaked. It's a remake. It's leaked. You figure then the, rare the legendary franchise crazy. fans have been waiting decades for has to be time splitters. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So that's that's two right there. We got two already. Now in the chat, in the chat, Sir Harout says Simpsons Hit and Run remake. I don't think they happens, have that license though. Who's to stop him? John Drake's making deals out there. Are they, Am I wrong? Are they going to THQ Nordic for deals? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you like Nickelodeon was desperate. They were like, we need to get back into video games somehow. Anybody, please, anybody take us. And THQ Nordic was like, sure, okay. I like this. I'm going to say they have Simpsons, two new. I'm, Simpsons Hit and Run would be. <laughs> it'd be a hit. God. And Can we get Cool Greg on this with. reacts just in case it has? People are arguing that maybe that EA has rights. I don't know. Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong me on that one. I don't know who what has the, the Simpsons, Simpsons rights. Game rights are right now. Okay. Okay. Dolphin Cornish Chat says it's tack offensive, which is a thing I've not ever thought about. And now I think about it, maybe. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> what does tack even mean? Tack in the power of Juju. I, I, you don't remember this game? I've never heard of this game. Really? I it was a, it was a main stage, Greg. Being a kid and I like mean, it's, seeing the commercials. Know, different strokes for different folks, too, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, I, we got Destroy All Humans you Time Splitters, <laughs> two new IPs. I got two <laughs> slots open. Where else are you going to put them? So, like, people, so I saw some people in chat saying Red Faction, which mm. that is Volition. Volition is working on Saints Row. I don't think you give Red Faction to anybody else. Also, Volition is also under. Yeah, I was going to say that. Oh, that would yeah, be, under, that's that the, would other be under the Deep Silver brand. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That wouldn't yeah. count. That wouldn't count. More Darksiders, you think? Wait, so you said two Dark new Siders, IPs? Two? I mm. said that, yeah. That's just what I... Uh, yeah, it's, it's new original IPs, they say, which at that point mm-hmm. I think is two. Sequel to beloved games. And then, uh, yeah, new legendary things. Wait, you get your hands on. I think uh, doing something else... What's, what, what's the difference between... What, what was the, th- the deal with Genesis? It Dark was a great system from Sega. <laughs> 
it came out it's been out a long time i went to i, I played that in, at an in-person e3 judges week before wow. when it came to pc and then it came to consoles later so there'd be enough there to give another one or maybe dlc for it or something like that okay mm-hmm. but is there a reason why they would do genesis over just darksiders 4 because wasn't didn't darksiders 3 come out a few years ago as well yeah yeah it did but i think the argument there would be like stop trying to make darksiders happen we've you gotten we've given you three darksiders that are the kind you all say you want they don't sell so now we tried this Genesis thing. People didn't care about that either, but we're THQ and we're Nordic and we just keep fucking making games. Nobody's buying them. Nobody knows who's playing these games. Mm. If you showed up today, we're like, hey, Greg, Expeditions of Rome. I'd be like, nah, nah, that's a, you made that up. Not a real thing, but it came out in 2021. Genesis so, was, was a top down game. Mm. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, or, yeah, it was like, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you could play it alone. I you think play it alone. something Darksiders makes sense. Okay, we'll put it on there. We'll put, it so on we'll there. put it on there, yeah. Okay. I love how this is going to happen in about an hour, and so by the time so many people are going to listen to this episode... <laughs> you're sitting in your car, happened. are you having fun? Has this been a fun Friday episode? And be honest with yourself, have you watched this event yet? No, you haven't. So, like, also, you haven't oh, you want to see I'm this? This is, all the, this is all the build-up to us being extremely disappointed like, for an hour. <laughs> I was asked to be better at time codes today, and then you guys throw this thing in, which is not a story. What is this? This is part of house housekeeping. I'll put it. I'll put it. THQ uh nordic uh, oh so now you want me to change it you want me to change uh, it discussion it's yeah. a very put, off thing. chance that they now stack in the power of juju and somebody's listening to this after the fact Put i'm it. gonna look like a genius just so everybody knows i'm gonna okay. look like a god when All they right. don't announce it though of course i'm gonna look foolish but it's a chance i'm willing to take i'm going to right. flip this coin ladies and gentlemen your final roster of the six announcements you will be getting today at thq nordic's showcase 10th anniversary is number one dark uh, uh destroy all humans two remastered number two time splitters number three and four are new ips we couldn't guess number five will be dark side or something and number six is tack and the power of juju no Remember, ladies and gentlemen, to, one one more replacing tack and the power of juju because it won't be that it'll be one of these three uh, uh, licenses, Greg. It'll either be another SpongeBob game remake, it'll either be a Rocket Power game, or an Avatar The Last Airbender game. Motherfucker, <laughs> in your wrong, Connor writes in and says, per THQ Nordic on Twitter, responding to Emmett Watkins Jr., kind of funny friend of the show, about this very topic. No Saints Row, Row or Time Splitters. Those are deep silver IPs. As for the rest, no comment. Ah! <laughs> what does it fucking mean? How so what's, you, ah! what's the IP we've been waiting decades for, Greg? I don't fucking know. Ladies and gentlemen, remember patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames to get the show ad-free to get your names read on the show, just like our Patreon producers, the Kind of Funny, Destiny 2, PC Clan, and Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by DoorDash and Canva, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news! Four items on the Roper Report. Baker doesn't. Also, 27 minutes in. 27 minutes in. I mean, it's, it's not like we have any big news like about a God of War or anything. Number one! A God oh, of no. War Ragnarok is the end. Kinda. Uh, we're going to go to Jared Moore over at IGN.com. Blessing you and Tam tackled their reader mail question about this topic yesterday, but it didn't make the Roper report, and I thought we should actually read through the story and talk a little bit about it from there. Are you okay with that? I am very okay with that. I will have it. Cheers to you then, sir. Oh, cheers. What's my... Cheers. Friday beers, 10.29 in the morning. <laughs> Sony Santa Monica Studios, Corey Barlog, director of 2018's God of War, has opened up on why there will be two, why there will only be two games in the series' North Mythology Saga, stating that he wanted to avoid delaying the story's conclusion to a decade after it started. In an interview with Captain Kuba on YouTube, uh, Barlog spoke about why he decided that the story of Kratos and Atreus would be told over just two games rather than a trilogy or anything longer. Quote, I think one of the most important reasons is the first game took five years. The second game, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm just going to throw I'm just going to throw out that it's going to take close to the similar time, a similar time, said Barlog. Quote, then, if you think a third one in that same time frame, we're talking about a span of close to 15 years of a single story, and I feel like that's just too stretched out. I feel like we're asking too much to say the actual completion of the story taking that long. I feel like we're asking too much to say the actual completion of the story taking that long. It just feels too long. 
Given where the team was at and where Eric was at with what he wanted to do, I was like, look, I think we can actually do this in the second story because most of what we were trying to do from the beginning was to tell something about Kratos and Atreus and uh, that the core of their story's engine is really the relationship between these two characters, end quote. With one storyline being told throughout two games, uh, Barlog likens this idea to fans being able to play through the series to his own experience of purchasing the Lord of the Rings box set for the first time. I was able to say, wow, I can sit down and have 13 and a half hours of this experience, playing them one after another back to back. And I just thought that I thought that was fantastic and amazing. So to be able to say, hey, man, you could probably start God of War 2018 and then play God of War Ragnarok and feel like you're getting the entirety of the story. I kind of want that to happen before my kids in college. Blessing. Mm-hmm. For people who didn't make it to Reader Mail yesterday, what is your take on this story? Yeah, so in the Reader Mail, uh, the question was more so directed toward how do you feel about this? Like, is uh, do you mind a, a two-iteration God of War Norse mythology uh, duology? And for me, I'm totally down with that because I think the idea of God of War Ragnarok wrapping up this instance of of God of War, I guess, like th- this part of the God of War story and being able to move on from there into a new mythology or a new uh, like a new branch of the story, I think is really awesome. Because like, I mean, Corey Barlock makes the point well in this article that video games take a long time to make. Mm. And say each of these God of War games take five years to make between games that's what a 15 year uh, trilogy and like for, for video games that historically take long to make, I don't think, I, I think, I think this is a good move in terms of being able to wrap up something and tell a story that feels more condensed and feel and feels like it doesn't have to belabor a mythology or belabor a, a certain story thread uh, way too long. I hate, hate, hate that when something hits or is launched, people immediately jump to it being a trilogy that it needs to be this, it needs to do this. I think it would be so much more fascinating if we looked at things like God of War uh, 2016, or 2018. Mm. Like Last of Us, how we looked at the original Last of Us, that, all right, great, this was an awesome story, and it's done. There could be more. Obviously, these characters live on, but it doesn't have to end on a cliffhanger. It doesn't have to end on, I can't wait to find out what happens, or where these people are going. It doesn't have to end with anything. God of War uh, 2018, right? Uh, my new, my new in quotes, favorite game of all time. My most recent favorite game of all time, right? That is a complete story of uh, Kratos and Atreus and everything they go on on their journey to reach that mountaintop, right? And yes, at the end, I mean, spoiler alert, even though obviously the whole next game is based on it, right? At the end, you can go back, you can take a nap as Kratos and have this vision, right, of Thor showing up to say, oh man, what a cool thing that could be. I never finished that game and immediately interpreted it as, I this is I need all of this. I need, I need 16 more of these. It could have ended there and I would have been satiated. I would have been like, what a cool tease for something. I hate it the other way where we get it so many times where games go and they end on, we climb up the mountaintop and then there's that thing in the distance and boom, credits. You're like, oh my God, what the fuck, dude? I feel like, I, you know what I mean? I In that instance, I would much rather be what Corey, in Corey's position with Lord of the Rings. All right, okay, cool. That's fine when it's Life is Strange, True Colors, episodic even, but not episodic, where it ends on a cliffhanger and I'm like, great, I can either do that tomorrow or I can go and jump in right now and see what's happening with these characters. Like, I don't need that idea. And I know it's been pointed out so many times by people smarter than me on Twitter uh, since this story broke, right, of what a modern 2021 video game is, right, and how long it takes to make them. You know, you call that out, but, like, I put in the release timeline for the mainline God of War from uh, Wikipedia, right? You got 2005, God of War. Two years later, 2007, God of War 2. Three years later, 2010, God of War 3. Three years later, God of War Ascension, right? Then this huge break to 2018 to get you God of War. And then, yeah, 2022, God of War Ragnarok. And keep in mind, that's tentative, (laughs) We will see if it's 2022 for God of War Ragnarok or if it gets pushed or slides, you know, COVID and then also trying to make a game and destroy something, right? But Corey's plan here, you know, again, trying not to get penciled into this five-year thing, right? But saying it's going to take a similar time. Clearly, four years is a similar time, but could also be longer. Could also be that. And I'd rather see uh, studios be inspired to create stuff and not feel like they have to you know what i mean you, how many times have we seen this too blessing of you know and i'm not using Corey as an example here and what's happening at sony santa monica but for other games where we're going to do a trilogy we're going to do this thing and then midway through development of the second game the studio head leaves the creative narrative guy leads it's by the time you get there you have a new team working on something that wasn't the original vision of what they were trying to make and i hate that 
Yeah, I think it's very nice to have a finish line. And for me, that makes me even more excited for God of War Ragnarok, understanding that, oh, shit, this is going to be the finish line for, for what was started in the previous game. Like, you know, I'm with you that I there are plenty of different ways where you can uh, uh, for how you can tell stories, right? Whether that is a trilogy, because I know so many people like Mass Effect, I think, is a great example of how many people I know who call that their favorite video game trilogy or, tr- or trilogy period, right? Like storytelling trilogy of all time. For me, I look at I know this isn't exactly one for one because all these games are kind of standalone. But for me, it's Eco. You know, I look at Eco Shadow sure. Colossus Last Guardian as a trilogy of games that I love so dearly and even that was really tortured, right? Like Eco and Eco and Shadow <laughs> Colossus both came out on PS2, and then generations later we got The Last Guardian, and The Last Guardian came out to mixed reviews because it was this thing that was building off of this other thing, and because of the way that, again, video game development being hard and the and the, the amount of time it takes to make a video game, right? Like by the time you're playing that game on PS4, it still plays like a PS2 game. I look at the God of War Ragnarok trailer and I look at it, and I'm like. Yeah, that looks like God of War 2018, and I'm fine with that, and I'm excited for that. But there's another part of me that looks at that and goes, well, am I going to like this as much as God of War 2018 because it's building off of the same building blocks as that game and probably is going to be mechanically similar to that game? And God of War 2018 already did something so cool and so awesome in terms of like it being a one-shot, it being this very focused story about uh, Kratos, Atreus, and Atreus' mom, right? Like. That felt so one and done in a way that makes me not nervous for God of War Ragnarok because I'm sure they're going to find their own angle and I'm sure that game is going to be as polished and as good as God of War 2018. But I don't need two more games spawning off of God God of War 2018. Give me Ragnarok, tie that thing up, let me experience the the second half of that story and move on to something brand new because for God of War the reason why we love God of War 2018 so much is because it's something brand new. They're not building off of the the building blocks of God of War's one through Ascension. They're not like doing like they're they're freshening up the combat system. They're freshening up the perspective. They're freshening up the the world and the tone and all these things. The idea that after Ragnarok we're going to get possibly, you know, if they continue with God of War, we're going to get another God of War maybe 5 years down the line that is going to be brand new mythology or brand new characters brand new brand new story maybe even a character that's not kratos right like all of those things for me speak to is exciting because what god of war 2018 was is something fresh was exciting so the more they can do that the the i think the better that franchise is going to be because of it big question Mm -hmm. do you think and i don't want to say in our lifetime because that's silly but in the near future do you think we'll see PlayStation Studios move off of establishing and continuing IPs? Because I think you make a great point where mm-hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn, right? Unlike anything we've seen from Gorilla, oh my God, it's awesome, it's cool, it's different, it's crazy, right? Which means there has to be Horizon 2. Mm-hmm. God of War, oh my God, God of War is relevant again. You've made this game and changed the character of Kratos. And you, there's a teaser, obviously, at the end, too. Oh, my God, there has to be a God of War 2. There has to be God of War Ragnarok, right? However, especially, and I would say for both of them, honestly, probably, where both of those trailers drop for Horizon, I'm just going to call it 2, and God of War 2, right? Uh, and I look at them, and I go, man, can't wait to play those. But I look at them, and I'm not wowed. I don't have that oh, yeah. moment. I don't have those chills I had of, like, when Kratos and, you know, boy, it's time to hunt from the first Game Awards reveal, right? Like, you don't get that because that moment's gone. And so I do wonder, and obviously there was a whole, and I'm not trying to get into, you know, um, by any stretch of the imagination, reusing uh, animations or assets, which was a big brouhaha on the Twitter the other day of like, look, they're using the same getting the boat yeah. animation. Oh, yeah, they're getting the boat in the same way. What are you talking about? Like, it's the same character. It's the same people. What? Are, you, know, I, you know, I probably put on my shoes the same way I did three years ago. What are you talking about? Um, I'm not getting into that, but it is that thing of like, okay, cool. I know what this game is going to feel like theoretically look like theoretically so is it it's more it's going to be hard to wow me with it right like how are you going to push that further where if it was that we did this we delivered a modern masterpiece period god of war 2018 done now sony santa monica is doing whatever the hell else they're going to do like i don't think we're there yet i've talked about it a million times before of like i thought it was so cool to see last of us succeed in that way because it was i thought for the first time that bam naughty dog meant something and I don't mean Naughty Dog, but actually Naughty Dog. I mean the name of the developer on the screen meant something where you had more mainstream people being like, oh, I am a Naughty Dog fan. Not, oh, I like PlayStation games and not understanding that at the time 
Insomniac's third party at the time this game they're playing on their PlayStation didn't get published by PlayStation. Do you think we're closer to that reality where they move away from that or do you think they'll keep doing this? I I think they're in a torn place because they have set, the PS4 generation set up so many good new IP. And I think part of the question you're you're asking right now I think is going to feed into why we look at the PS4 generation and why in the future we're going to look back at the PS4 generation and go, oh shit, this might have been like the prime for PlayStation in terms sure. of them sure. greenlighting new games and in terms of their output as PlayStation Studios because we got Horizon, we got God of War 2018, we got uh, uh, Spider-Man, Spider right? I was going to say Last of Us, but like Last of Us kind of came in in that transition that was the end of into PS3, the PS3, yeah, 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 into the PS4 generation. The, in terms of, you know, our... Are they going to keep doing like doing new and exciting stuff with PlayStation Studios in terms of the IP? Because I I think the the same question you're asking is I think a symptom of how I felt in the last year coming off of playing Miles Morales, which I think is excellent, but wasn't it as exciting for me to play as Spider Man 2018? Now here's some and this is I I want you to continue with your line of thinking. There is a thing here from S uh no. Sepsi? I was going to say S Pepsi, but it's actually spelled different. Uh, I want to call you S Pepsi 13 in the chat who says, I want a million Spider Man games. That's an interesting conversation for maybe an even different show of tangents because I'm with you. Whereas I'm like, okay, yeah, more God of War. That's great. Like they show Spider Man and it looks exactly the same. I'm just excited for more Spider Man. But back to you, Buzz. I'm sorry. But yeah, I mean, and that, that, that's the torn place that I think they're at because I want more Spider Man games too. But also, when I look back at the PlayStation showcase that we got last week, I think the most exciting announcement was Wolverine for everybody. And they announced Spider-Man 2, and they showed gameplay for God of War Ragnarok. Yet the thing that I think most people took away as the most exciting thing was Insomniac working on Wolverine. And I think the reason why is because that is something brand new. That is something different. We all know that Spider-Man 2 exists. We all know that, like, we we all know how that game is going to play like. And we're all going to show up to that game, play that game, and absolutely adore that game. Same with God of War Ragnarok. And I, what's it got? Oh, this is such a great conversation. It's, it's a shame we buried it after 30 minutes of not understanding yeah. THQ. Uh, the, what I love about this conversation and the differences, right, is that I wonder how much of it is source material as well, where Spider-Man to me is comic books, right? Which means, you know, for Spider-Man for a while, for sure, it was you could get a Spider-Man book every week, right? But if you're obviously into amazing Spider-Man, I'm getting a Spider-Man book once a month, right? I feel like that carries over to the games where I want the games to feel great and have a cool story. And so that's all I need from them, right? Whereas, again, God of War obviously felt great, obviously had a cool story, but also had all these emotional touchstones and weight to it and all this thing that really was different. I, my, the reasons I love God of War are similar to the reasons why I love Spider-Man, but God of War did everything on a more magnificent scale than what I love about Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But Spider-Man was a great Spider-Man game, and that's all I need out of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And at some point, Sucker Punch is going to announce Ghost of Tsushima 2, and I think I'm probably going to be feeling all the same feelings of, oh, I love Ghost of Tsushima 1. You know, I love Ghost of Tsushima Legends. When they announce Ghost of Tsushima 2, there is going to be a hint of, oh, this is exciting, but it's not as exciting as when they announced Ghost of Tsushima 1, because Ghost of Tsushima 1 took us uh, uh, by surprise in terms of, oh, this is different for Sucker Punch. Oh, I don't know what this is going to be. Oh, I'm very curious on how this is going to play. I'm going to be asking less of those questions going into two, but the fact of the matter is Spider-Man 2 is going to sell more than Spider-Man 1 and Miles Morales. Ghost 2 is going to sell more than Ghost 1. God of War Ragnarok is going to sell more than God of War 2018. Like All these games are are going to be more successful than their previous iterations because that's just the nature of sequels. And, and that's why they keep making them, right? That's yeah, why you that, keep with that, being, with that being the case, I would say, yeah, no, PlayStation is going to keep on making uh, sequels and follow-ups to previous things. I think the way that you keep that interesting and you keep that exciting is by, yeah, giving people the sequels they want, but also have those Insomniac moments where Insomniac gets to announce Wolverine. I hope, I really hope that the next Naughty Dog game is a new IP after Factions or, like, coinciding with Factions or whatever, because I want Factions so badly. But I really hope Naughty Dog's next game is not Uncharted or Last of Us, right? I want them to do something new and then eventually get back to Last of Us, of course, because I, I love Last of Us and I want more of that. But, you know, let them do something new. I hope Sucker Punch has some other idea other than ghosts in their pocket that they want to uh, put out in the long term, right? Like maybe something comes out after Ghost 2 or before Ghost 2. I even hope that Guerrilla Games has something along those lines too. I think that's oh, the sure. way you do it and you allow them to kind of cycle those things in because, you know, I we just got Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I'm satiated when it comes to Ratchet. I don't need more. I don't need another Ratchet game for the next 
five years probably and i know for some people they're, they're down, down in the chat to kebabs losing his mind and yeah, three people in chat are gonna be two, like oh i want a new one, game sooner than that but like insomniac's giving us wolverine and spider-man i can wait for the next ratchet right after i get the next ghost take a break from ghost do something else come back to ghost later you know i think i'm fine with that and i think that's going to do well for playstation if they're able to keep that cadence and allow their studios to feel or be expressive in that way by making their own thing and kebabs delivered <laughs> it's gonna be fascinating yeah and i can't wait to see what god of war turns into and when it comes out and all that stuff but we will have to wait and see uh for now no more waiting let me tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go to write in to be part of the show with your questions and your comments your concerns your squad up requests where you can get the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday and of course where you can get the show ad free but guess what jack you're not watching on patreon.com slash kind of funny games so here's a word from our sponsor this episode is brought to you by HBO Max. If you're here, you probably love video games, but sometimes we have to face the cold, hard truth. We can't game all the time. Sometimes we gotta kick back and watch some movies and some TV too, so it's a good thing HBO Max is here to save the day with all of your favorite DC content. HBO Max has an expansive superhero collection to feed your fandom. Greg Miller is stoked, of course. They've got Wonder Woman, they got Justice League, Stargirl, Batwoman, HBO Shazam, Suicide Squad, the list goes on, of course. Plus, the streaming platform lets you download your favorite titles and take them with you on the go. All the bingeable collections handpicked by humans, not robots. Personally, I've been enjoying and a whole bunch of different things uh, over on HBO. I love all the day and date releases. We know we got The Matrix now coming out in December. That's really exciting to look forward to. We got Malignant. I'm about to watch that this weekend. Check out some of the best superhero content and so much more only on HBO Max. Get streaming today by going to hbom.ax slash kindoffunnydc. That's hbom.ax slash kindoffunnydc. Next up, shout out to Rooster Teeth's Last Laugh Season 2. I was a huge fan of Season 1, mainly because my boy Alfredo was in it. But Season 2, can't wait for it. Here's the whole pitch for it. Do not laugh. It's part game show, part social experiment, 100% evil laugh challenge, spectacular. Last Laugh returns for a second season with 12 contestants gathered for six hours to see who literally laughs last. If they laugh, smile, or smirk, they're eliminated and prevented from dethroning Season 1 champion the homie blaine gibson uh the host of the show jeff ramsey and elise willem so that's super awesome they have a new collection of surprises but will there be enough to break the contestants we'll have to find out uh last laugh season two debuts september 9th on rooster teeth but you can catch up on all of season one right now one number two on the roper report let's talk about a lost judgment review roundup yesterday uh bless as you and tam went live reviews were starting to pop up we didn't have a full uh read on the metacritic so here we are with the traditional thing now that some of the dust has settled it's sitting at an 83 over on metacritic i believe blessing i need your help on this one i'm pretty sure uh easy allies gave it an eight but i didn't write that in but i'm pretty sure if you could go check that or kind of funny.com slash your own did but i remember uh, easy eyes i believe gave it an eight uh isla over there wrote over the years, Sega has kept up a brisk pace with Yakuza and its spin-offs, releasing games that share a lot of the same DNA. However, despite the similarities between them, Lost Judgment still manages to stand out and make a strong case for itself by tightening up a lot of the weaker aspects of the first game. It introduces fun and addictive side activities, like the school stories, and seamlessly immerses you into a world, into its world. It may seem easy to write off, uh, as just another Yakuza type game at first glance, but once you start to walk the streets with the Yagami, uh, you'll want to see this case through to the end. Eight, Eight is correct. Nailed it. Uh, over at IGN, Tristan gave it a seven. Despite its intriguing whodunit premise, Lost Judgment's main story fails to sustain its suspense all the way to the finish, and its detective methods remain only slightly less superficial than those of the previous game. However, its meaty undercover side stories set in and around this. Uh, the high school uh, kept me playing for hours and hours well after the main story credits had rolled in doing so revealing a lot of the fun surprises that I might've never found had uh, the classroom cases not kept me on the hook. This Yakuza spinoff feels far from being considered case closed, but here's hoping that Sega can show some better judgment in the series future. Yeah. See what they did there. Cause the judgment. And then, not one of the Metacritic scores. Uh, uh, they don't give out scores. Uh, but Gene Park over the Washington Post uh, fielded this review that, for me, is what sold me on actually starting Lost Judgment. And again, paraphrasing and jumping around a bit, but I have three graphs from it I like. 
In Lost Judgment, uh, Nagoshi, who is the series creator, and his team of writers play to their strengths, creating compelling character drama with realistic motivations and trauma. The bullying angle and the ensuing social media rumor mill surrounding the tragedies in the game keep the story grounding. Uh, Nagoshi also said the story of Lost Judgment came after much, quote, heated debate among its writers. That would be no surprise. The conclusion of the overarching murder mystery isn't cut and dry, so much that uh, Yagami's own friends will debate him on his decisions and principles. I won't spoil the twists, but having played every single Yakuza game and the prequel Judgment, RGG Studio has crafted its most grounded, realistic narrative to date. All the character motivations are believable and beg for empathy, even among the game's most villainous set. By the final chapter, all of the game's themes on bullying, social media misinformation, and the justice system tie together almost perfectly. I skip a whole bunch of the review to the final paragraph. Despite these flaws, Lost Judgment is the most captivating, dramatic, and transfixing story of the year, and that should come as no surprise to fans of RGG Studios' output. Video games can often struggle with long-form narratives that feel that can feel natural to TV serials, but RGG Studio has been banging these out for more than a decade. Lost Judgment is their latest and their greatest work. Oh, Blessing, wow. I know you talked a bit about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. For somebody who missed it, recap where you're at with Lost Judgment. So I'm a few a few uh, chapters into it. I probably played about six-ish, maybe seven hours of Lost Judgment. I'm having a fantastic time with it. Usually for the Yakuza games, I'm kind of in and out. Like I played maybe a similar amount of time into um, Like a Dragon last year when that came out. Sure. And I like that as well. But for me, it's, it's, it's really hard for me to stick around because I know the games can get long and then other things come by and I feel not as much um i desire to kind of stick through because other things just capture me more so than than yakuza and judgment this one so far i'm super into it just from both a story perspective and a gameplay perspective it's really nice to be back to the beat-em-up style of these games because yakuza like a dragon of course added the turn-based stuff which was really cool and i know a lot of people loved but uh jumping into lost judgment and being able to to uh beat down on bicycles and slam people down and people your friends are throwing you stuff to beat people up with it's the action in this game is so ridiculous i know that's yakuza stable before like a dragon but you know it's still fresh to me because i'm just not as deep into this franchise as i know many fans are uh so doing a lot of the combat is speaking to me the the action in the cutscenes are speaking to me the funny thing is the thing that really brought me in was uh brought me in originally to starting up lost judgment was uh watching shang chi and like watching that movie and being like man i wish there was a shang chi video game i wish i could like get into a video game and like just beat up on fools and then i remembered that i had judgment downloaded and i was like maybe i should just play lost judgment i know that has a lot of like martial arts stuff and i can just beat up on on fools in that game and so i started it and it for sure satiated that like i was really i was really pulled in like immediately by the action of it and like the choreography and the cutscenes and all that stuff uh really spoke to me in that way and so i really enjoy the combat in this one the um story is really interesting and fascinating so far yesterday i compared it a little bit to persona because there is the uh yeah school aspect to it which you know as uh yagami you are hired as a private detective to work in the school to like in a high school uh to like suss out bullying and and figure out what the bullying situation is and and help solve it in the school and then that of course grows into a bigger thing and of course like many detective mysteries there's like a murder case and all the stuff that's going on as well uh in the background and i i mean as for for me i really enjoy a lot of different like detective murder like tv shows and so this game is actually really satisfying uh that like camp for me in terms of like Oh, there's a mystery. I'm engaged with the mystery. The character back and forths are awesome. I really dig the main character in this game. This is my I didn't play Judgment One, and so this is and my introduction was, to Yakuza. So I want to jump into that, yeah, because if you remember, like uh I reviewed a bunch of Yakuza's at IGN, kind of burned out on them. When Judgment came around, I like the different thing, I like the English voice uh track on it. So went and played that, started it, played into it a bit, then fell off of it, like you're saying. It's a longer game, got caught up in other reviews, yada yada yada. But then earlier this year. Right before they, right before they announced the PlayStation Five version, it turned out uh, I was like, "Man, I am in the mood for a detective game," and came back around and sunk a lot more hours into Judgment. Didn't beat it, but played way more of it and still enjoyed it. Uh, my problem was, I feel like the game, and this happens with Yakuza too. I, I feel personally is that eventually becomes kind of samey, where it is like the main narrative has great cutscenes and all this other stuff, but the rest of it is you running and running to a into an area, talk to somebody, run back out in the streets beat the shit out of a bunch of people, run back in, and it just became that cycle of like, I feel like I'm doing this, so I'm going to break here rather than get burned out by it. And so I enjoyed it, 
but didn't uh, feel the need to complete it. For Lost Judgment, there was a chat. Well, first off, there's a you're wrong I want to get to. Uh, MS uh, Gambo says, Brad Ellis wrote the Lost Judgment review for Easy Allies. Uh, Isla is the video editor on the review. My apologies. Brad wrote this re- the review we were talking about from Easy Allies. Uh, but for this one, as somebody who didn't play Judgment 1, there was a question here. I didn't play this. Will I be lost? Is there a recap? Do you need to know? Do you feel out of place with it? I don't feel lost whatsoever. Like, there's not a lot of... I mean, there are references to, to Judgment 1, but... Usually, if there's a direct reference, they'll do like a flash on the screen, like a sure. "Oh man, I remember this character" or whatever. But it's never anything that take away from my ex- takes away from my experience of understanding the story. The story okay. here feels, at the very least, the mystery here feels very um, uh, like of this game, right? It's not carrying anything that happened or any threads that remained open from Judgment One. Um, and so, like any of the references, feel very much like you can ignore it and just enjoy enjoy it for what it is. And for me, like once I beat this game, depending on where I'm at when I beat this game, you know, I might even want to go back to judgment one just so i can get that story sure. as well because I think is this the, one the moving at a good clip is it is it do you feel like the some of the stuff that was called out in one of the other uh, i think it was by tristan right the detective uh, stuff is pretty superficial it's it's less superficial than it was before but even in judgment one i thought like okay this isn't truly being a detective but it's different it's not yeah so one one reviewer who i really like uh skill up did a review of lost judgment and he actually didn't like it because of the detective stuff he said that sure. he he mentioned in his review that the actual detective portions of the game doesn't feel as engaging like you're not really doing real detective work it's exactly what you what you described in terms of it being move the camera and find the thing like yeah, there like it is that's that, and like it's important. like the core gameplay is very yakuza adjacent of like run to the next thing read a bunch of text or watch a cutscene. all right fight fight a bunch of dudes back to cutscene. run to the next objective fight some more oh there's a detective thing and it's a very much it's a very guided yeah like zoom in find the thing that you're looking for or like sneak through this area and it it for a for a detective game or for a game with with uh being a detective at the core of it it isn't like you know, don't come to this game to solve mysteries is basically okay. the thing, right? Okay. This isn't a Sherlock Holmes video game. This isn't even like a forgotten city where you're doing detective work and all that stuff, right? This is very much, this is an action game with detective carrying the story. And if that sounds fun to you, then I think that's going to be a good time. But the actual detective work stuff is minimal if that is what you're looking for out of it. Like I said, uh, I was going to pass it because I felt in the same way. I'm like, all right, I've, I've played enough Yakuza in my lifetime. I was like, oh, I think at this moment I've played enough Judgment, let alone the fact that I didn't finish the first one, right? Uh, but this thing, the final chapter, and again, this is uh, Gene over at Washington Post. By the final chapter, all the game's themes on bullying, social media misinformation, and the justice system tie together almost perfectly. His uh, Gene's review got me really excited for him, so I will make time. I say during paternity leave to try it. And I'll also say this game is um, fulfilling the sleeping dogs uh, size hole that I had in my heart. Cause like, you know, I, I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect in terms of like how much, uh, like how, how much the game would feel like that game, like the chase sequences, the, the combat, like the undercover nature of it, all of it harkens back to sleeping dogs in such a strong way that, yeah, like this is definitely, if you like sleeping dogs back in the day, for sure, check out judgment. Cause it is a lot of that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you liked uh, Mega Man back in the day, maybe you should play Monster Hunter Rise. This is number three on the Rope Report. Kevin, I have a link in there. Maybe that's what you're pulling around over there. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise introduced some new elements, like a canine companion to the series. Being a Monster Hunter game, it's also getting a steady stream of crossover events with other Capcom series, including... I'm sorry, this is Steve Watts, by the way, at GameSpot. Including an upcoming cosmetic swap for your Palamute that makes it look like Mega Man's Robo-Dog Rush. The special event starts on September 24th. Completing the event will give you crafting materials to make the Rush skin. There is no end date listed, but if it's like other Monster Hunter crossover events, it will just remain in the game in perpetuity. The trailer for the Palamute event shows footage from Mega Man 11, the most recent game in the long-running action platforming series. Uh, Rush first appeared in the series in Mega Man 3, all the way back in 1990. The Robo Canine is a Swiss Army knife of for the character of a character, transforming into vehicles like a submarine or jetboard. In Monster Hunter Rise, he looks to stay in the, his regular dog form, albeit carrying around a massive blade in his jaws. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Monster Hunter Rise. Did you play much Monster Hunter Rise? I did not. It was one of those I had on my Switch for the longest time. And I was like, (sighs) and anytime I would be like, Jen, should we play this? Because we loved uh, World so much. She's like, well, if we were going to do it, why not just play World? I was like, that's a good point. That's a good point. You know what I mean? And then like Zach Ryan was super obsessed with it too. And he would be over and I'd be like, maybe. And I did. And it's just like, if I was going to do it, I knew I needed to be committed to it for longer than I was going to be committed to it. So I never did. No. 
Yeah, I almost did. I wanted. I've I've never historically been a Monster Hunter person, and I wanted this to be my my Monster Hunter game. And Imran Khan almost got me into it, but as he often does. Yeah. Oh yeah, as he often does. But like, I just didn't have the time. Sure. Uh, Frog Knight Joshi G says rise greater than world in the Twitch chat. Frog Knight Joshi G, I'm gonna need you to you explain that what? to I'll me. I'll ban him. I'll ban. No, him. No, no, no. It's not a ban thing. I'm no, not no, mad. No, no. I want to know why he thinks it's better. I want to know he's why he thinks it's better. He's delusional. He's delusional. I can tell you right now, he's delusional. Wow. So there's no way. There's no way. Okay, uh, and then fi- fourth and final on your Europa report for this Friday, Splitgate is going to get a Forge mm-hmm. mode before Halo. This is Jared Moore over mm-hmm. at IGN.com. Uh, 1047 Games says that its popular first-person portal-based shooter Splitgate will incorporate a take on Forge mode before Halo Infinite. In a response to a tweet from at KFC Gaming asking its community to, quote, trigger an entire gaming fan base with one sentence, the official Splitgate account responded mm-hmm. by announcing Splitgate will have a Forge mode before Halo Infinite. Uh, what do you got from you? I see you're going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what are you saying? Kevin, you got some answers from Frog Knight, Josh and G? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't know my mic is on. <laughs> I was working on something else. <laughs> sorry. You're such a clown. Uh, originally, uh, yeah, okay. Originally released in Halo 3, Forge is a mode designed by Bungie uh, that allows players to edit, customize, and share maps within the Halo community. Due to its popularity, Forge has been a regular edition of Halo games with the mode being added to subsequent releases within the franchise. Uh, last month, 343 announced that it was delaying the launch of campaign co-op and Forge within Halo Infinite until after launch as it continued to focus on getting the single-player campaign and multiplayer done in time for its launch date. Forge is currently expected to release in Halo Infinite during its third season, uh, which each season, with each season, uh, set to ship in a three-month window, 1047 Games' own announcement would likely mean that its mode for Splitgate uh, will debut sometime before mid-2022. In a subsequent tweet in the thread, 1047 Games explained uh, that its own mode for Splitgate likely wouldn't use the name Forge, but would still allow players to edit maps with the shooter. The developer explained how this might look like it might look in Splitgate by saying, quote, imagine placing portal pads anywhere you wanted on Olympus. Blessing. It's fun shade that then turned into real news because they did say we're going to have it before Halo Infinite. We love you, Halo. Like it wasn't like they were talking shit. They were like having fun with it because clearly they're inspired by Halo. I'm stuck on KFC gaming. <laughs> Why? Why does that exist? We well, you know they, also, they announced their own little their own little gaming console that one time. You ever see that thing? I think I think that's something I saw and then immediately forgot about. I think it's like is it, I, I lumped that in with the Soldier Boy console and all these consoles where it's like cool. Everybody has a console. I'm gonna make a console since it's so easy. KFC can make a console. Also, KFC Gaming's bio says finger clicking good. Got it. You get it. Kevin, I'm sending you the landing page for the KFC console. If you could throw it up there, that'd be great for me. Because if you haven't looked at it, it's something. Introducing the KFC console. Power your hunger. The KFC console has arrived, forged from the fires of the KFC ovens and built by Cooler Master from the ground up. There has never been a tastier way experience latest titles in stunning 4K, 240 frames per second. Then you scroll down. World's first built-in chicken chamber, Kevin. Never risk letting your chicken go cold again thanks to the patented chicken chamber. Utilizing the system's natural heat and airflow system, you can now focus on your gameplay and enjoy hot, crispy chicken between rounds. It's got a built-in cooler. Only the best is housing this. It does look sleek. It does look sleek. I'll give it that. You you can't buy this, right? Eventually, you will be. Right? Isn't that the deal? I mean, right? Not really. They're just being funny, right? I'm pretty sure it's actually real. I'm going to Forbes.com where Eric is it like a Eric PC says, Yeah, it's a PC. Five things you need to know about the KFC console. The KFC console, aka the KF console, uh, is the fast uh, food chicken company's latest clever PR stunt. And honestly, I think it's kind of amazing. They had that uh, dating sim that they made a while ago where I believe you could date the colonel or something like that. Yeah, that of course. was really yeah, yeah. popular for like a week. So yeah, number one, it's a real system, but don't expect many to be made. Yes, at some point, there will be the opportunity to spend your hard-earned cash on the KFC console, or the KF console, I apologize. This may be a gag, but it's a practical gag. The KF console is real. Eventually, someday, gamers will be able to play games on it. Good for Splitgate for uh, finding their own Forge mode and seemingly um, like maintaining their community pretty well and like being out there killing it. Like I, lo- I love Splitgate for the uh, week or so that I played it. I keep wanting to go back to it. Um, but like, I can't, I can't like convince my friends to get back into Splate Gate because there's so much to do right now. Um, but like, that's a good game that if you have, if you have a hunger for Halo, definitely jump into it because it'll help, uh, it'll help with that. But man, like, that's, that's cool that they have their own, their own Forge mode that they're doing. I have a hunger for, not for Halo, but for chicken. And so I am tweeting right now at KFC Gaming. When can I buy this damn console? Tweet it. There you go. Now you go. I really want some chicken. Bless it. Could we make Kevin, our own console if you want to? Don't do? get me started. Well, yeah, it's just a PC, right? And then you do whatever you want to it. We put the kind of funny logo on it. 
don't or we make the, the the pc is just the kind of funny logo guys we're gonna get sued like you know that right? like we're gonna i don't know who's gonna sue know. us if we you make it no you never know someone's gonna sue us there's gonna be something broken in it oh yeah for that's sure that's gonna happen it's gonna short a, you're gonna open it up it's just a playstation 4 all right that, kind of then sony <laughs> and the person that bought is gonna sue us ah, i can't you wait to see who sues us for the kind of funny console but that's so far away if i wanted to know something more immediate say what came to the mom and grab shops where would i go you would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Ooh, a garbage truck-shaped CPU. Uh, out today, Earth Marines on Xbox One, uh, Tales of Iron on PS5, PS4, Xbox all around, Switch and PC. Uh, do... Joran on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, Switch, and PC. Aragami 2 on all the PlayStations, all the Xbox, and PC. Severed Steel on PC. Toem, a photo adventure on PlayStation 5, Switch, and PC. And our review is live on PS I Love You XOXOXO. Uh, Ni, no, Kuni, 2, Revenant Kingdom on Switch. Uh, Nexomon, PS5, PS4, oh, sorry, all the PlayStations, all the Xbox, Switch. Uh, Absolute End of Gods, all the Xboxes. Murder Diaries, Xbox One. Marble Parkour on Switch. Galactic Invasion on Switch. Love Colors on Switch and PC. And then Severed Steel uh, is launching today on Steam, Epic Game Store, GOG, and other PC storefronts. New dates for you. Lego Star Wars Battles is launching September 24th exclusively on Apple Arcade. Bubble Bobble 4, the Baron's Workshop, will be launching on Steam September 30th. Sea of Thieves Season 4 starts September 23rd. And The Last Campfire is coming to Steam on October 7th. Deals of the day for you. Uh, next week's free Epic Game Store freebie will be The Escapists. You can download it for free September 23rd all the way through September 35th. Greg, last night I was watching uh, the San Junipero episode of Black You accidentally Mirror. invited me to it. I, I accidentally sent you the Netflix party link uh, last night. But uh, they were playing Bubble Bobble in that episode because it took place in the 80s. Bubble Bobble came out in like 86, I think. And so they were playing Bubble Bobble to start yeah. off that episode. Fun bit. Yeah. Uh, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Charles Jacobson writes in and says, dedicated, decided, sorry, to spend KFGD looking into potential THQ games by checking their devs. Gothic 1 remake announced this year uh ashbourne games has announced a brand new strategy rpg nine rocks games was founded last year to create a survival sim powwow entertainment uh, has a 2021 project on their website uh appeal studios is working on an open world action adventure game amalur dlc by kaiko uh, and they also own magica and the guiana sisters could potentially return Oh boy, is this not going to be a showcase we actually put up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games? I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. Uh, Kebabs, who I called out earlier that would freak out when we said no more ratchets for a while, writes, and it says, if I were to give my honest take on ratchet, another game in five years is likely, is the likely outcome with both, uh, Spidey 2 and Wolverine of the Works, the PS3 era taught us that you need to build up demand for a new ratchet game rather than put out as many as possible. It's a very, very honest take from you, and I appreciate that. And then Big Bad Beluga writes and it says, also out today on Apple Arcade, Castlevania Grimoire of Souls. Blessing, it's Friday. That means we can drink on the show and have a great time, even if it's uh, before noon. Uh, remember, of course, uh, this is a show that happens every weekday on, on YouTube and on Twitch and on the Rooster Teeth and on podcast services. And so that means we're done for the weekend, which means next week's hosts look like this. Monday, Blessing and Tim. Tuesday, Tim and Witta. Wednesday, Blessing and Andy. Thursday, it's a Tim Tam Thursday. Uh, Friday, Greg and Blessing reunite to close out your week. Back at it. Like a bad habit. If you're watching live on Twitch right now, ladies and gentlemen, Emily is away. We are continuing our playthrough. We will finish this game at some point. Who knows when me and Tim, he will continue to screw things up. I have the whiteboards ready. Uh, if you want to watch that later, youtube.com slash plays. If you like to see me and Blessing continue to shoot the shit, patreon.com slash kind of funny games is where you can get that post show when it goes up with no ads all the different stuff get your name right on the show yada 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 ladies and gentlemen it's been a great one it's been a fun one and until next time it's been our pleasure to serve you